Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, we are at the Franklin Board of Health meeting on Wednesday, November 2nd, 5 p.m. in the third floor training room. This is a hybrid meeting. So due to the hybrid status, uh, please permit me to confirm that all members and, goodness, and people anticipated to be present can hear me. So, Tim. I can hear you. Oh, thank you. Jeff? I can hear you. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Director of Public Health, Kathleen? Here. Health agent Ginny? Here. Health agent John? Here. Public health nurse Alicia? Here. And epidemiologist Casilla? Here. Excellent. Thank you. All right. So good evening. Uh, as a reminder, this meeting is being conducted remotely slash hybrid, consistent with Governor Baker's executive order of March 12, 2020, due to the current state of the emergency in the Commonwealth from the outbreak of COVID-19 virus. In order to mitigate this virus, we've been allowed and directed by the Commonwealth to suspend or post public gatherings in a hybrid manner. The order, which you may find posted online, allows public bodies to meet entirely remotely and or hybrid, so as long as reasonable public access is afforded so the public can follow along with the deliberations of this meeting. Please note that public access does not always ensure public participation unless such participation is required by law. This meeting will allow um, public comment. For this meeting, the Franklin Board of Health is convening via Google Meet, Google yeah. Hangout. Google Hangout. Yeah. Sorry, Teams, Meet, Zoom. Uh, via the Google Hangout application, and please take care to not screen share your computer. All right. Um, lastly, because of the hybrid mo model, we will ensure that all meetings will be conducted. All votes during this meeting will be conducted by a roll call vote. So, with that being said, we'll go right into. Um, Meeting is being recorded. Too. Oh, I thank you, sir. And as a, as a note, the meeting is also being recorded. Thank you, Mrs. Shaw. Um, okay, so for, it's not on the agenda, but I am going to just bring it. Oh, it's right here. Sorry, had some little bucket. I'm reading an acceptance of the October 5th, 20, uh, <coughs> 2022 meeting minutes. I was not present, so I do not want to overstep. So, Jeff and Tim, you were. I make a motion to accept the October 5th uh, meeting minutes. With no comments or questions, I second the motion. All right, so um, we'll take a roll call vote. Uh, Tim? Yes. Jeff? Yes. And the chair will abstain as I was not present. All right, so um, we'll go right into our public health director for our new business, <coughs> the Curry House discussion. Yeah, so I invited the uh, Curry House uh, owners to our board meeting tonight um, because we actually, we did our first inspection um, August 22nd, I believe. And um, it, that particular inspection uh, resulted in a um, cease and desist order. Um, and our regional inspector had gone back to do a re-inspection and how to open up another new inspection. So there's been a lot of a uh, lot of um, violations um, that they've been um, dealing with and we've been um, observing. Uh, we finally asked them, you know, if they're going to open, we, we can let them open as long as they get a food consultant, in which they complied and they did. Took a little bit of time though, uh, at least three weeks, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, John. And after approximately four weeks, that food consultant, um, he quit. Um, and the reasoning behind that is he felt like, you know, they weren't progressing and they weren't really, what's the word, 
paying, uh, understanding what they needed to do. So they had to obtain another food consultant, in which they did, um, and even their inspection reports showing no progress. Um, and so finally, um, when John, our regional inspector, went out there in October, um, the beginning of October, was it, John? I, I should break out my chronology. It's, there's we a chronology. Yeah, there's yeah. a chronology right there. I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me. Um, then there were two staff members inside the business. Uh, John had knocked repeatedly, um, and no one had opened up the door. Um, and basically, John has any inspector from the health department has the right to inspect at any time as long as it's reasonable. And this was at 10 a.m., 10 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. Um, so I went back with John uh, to notify that the owners had impeded his inspection, which could uh, cause me to close them down again, to, to issue another cease and desist order. Um, <clears throat> due to everything that we had been through with them and that they were complying to a certain amount, I, as a courtesy, went down there and told them what could happen if this happened again. <clears throat> and then John did a reinspection today. So um, I, the chronology has everything here. Um, it did tell me that they did show that there was progress. However, there's progress in the things that we've been going over, but <clears throat> the basics of the three-base sink being set up, still lack of hot water at the hand sink, um, plenty of excuses uh, keep coming to surface. <clears throat> Why I had them come to the board tonight is I want them to understand, as business owners, that you don't just get to renew your food application every year and get that permit to operate. It's a privilege to have that. That means that you're in compliance with the FDA code, you don't impede inspections, and that you, you work towards compliance, right? Because we understand that you're in that kitchen constantly and violations happen, things happen, right? And staff turnover, they, they may not, you know, have trained them properly, et cetera, et cetera. We're in the business to educate, to prevent these types of violations. And they were egregious violations from happening. So I just asked the board to, you know, let them know that we don't have to permit them every year. There could be revocation of their license if they don't get serious enough to train their staff, be in compliance, and definitely never impede an inspection again. And that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Can I ask John a question? Absolutely. You just inspected today? Yes. And your inspection today yielded more progress, more favorable, more in, where are you at? Sure, yeah, they definitely demonstrate the progress and um, most of the outstanding violations have been corrected. Okay. There are, uh, it, it's a work in progress. Um, there are things that they're continuing to work on, um, but uh, I'm confident if they continue to work with their consultant um, and train their staff, and I, I, I think there was a new staff member today, uh, they continue to work with the consultant reinforce his teachings, train their staff, and monitor their staff um, that they can get there. It, it 
How are you? Thank Thanks you. for coming. I know this is really stressful, and that's not the intent. We just want to make sure that no. you're serving safe food. more likely it becomes muscle memory and some of these little things that we're worried if they're 
but when you put customers here, pressure here, food, it becomes a little bit more, but the more they do it, muscle memory, the better, the more compliance you'll have. And please also note that we don't want you to have a consultant forever, because we know it's a financial burden. So we want you to get the most you can get out of this consultant for however long until you start seeing those really great inspection reports, and then just keep those good behaviors. Use your inspection reports to model checklists, to have things so that you guys can continue to go down you know, that continuous improvement path. Because we don't want to see any restaurant close. We don't want you guys to shut down for any reason. But we also don't want to get a phone call from a hospital saying, oh my goodness, we have an outbreak, and it's because of your location. So we want to kind of keep everyone on that sort of continuous improvement um, plane. Do you have any questions or concerns for us as a board or the department here as we progress through your continuous improvement plan? Uh, no, I think we have worked with John very closely. In fact, he has already emailed to his inspection report, and uh, we are working with the consultant. And we'll continue to work with the consultant. And improve. We want to assure the board that uh, you know, we will make you all proud of us next year this time. I have no doubt, sir. Um, Tim or Jeff, anything for the owners? Not me. I, you've answered most of the questions I asked. I talk so much, man. <laughs> but your just your presence here tonight is is another example of your effort to recognize the changes that need to be made and the commitment to making those changes. The board appreciates that as well. So I just want to thank you for being here. And I also encourage you that as think your consultant points things out to you, or you may have a a challenge kind of inferring or putting it into play, call these guys. They're here to regulate and inspect, but they're also support for you. They're not going to be their consultant, but if something's just not jiving, or if you have a recommendation that doesn't make sense because of the flow or your facility, ask, right? And they'll help you. you know, we're here to help you, the public, but also you, because we, again, we want you to be successful. No, I'm just I'm just grateful that you came tonight. I'm grateful that you're making progress. I think that's the most important thing, and that you have a good working relationship with John as well. And um, keep the consultant until you feel comfortable, until you can, like like Bridget said, muscle memory is super important. We have um, when you get new staff coming in, we have um, person in charge training that you can call and say I have a new staff coming. I believe it's. Uh, Twelve dollars to to go online and do this person in charge training. It's basics. It's not like SurfSafe where you know it costs a fortune, and it goes over the basics. And that's what you want. You want that person to learn the basics because that means a lot. Wash, rinse, and sanitize, and and hot water at the hand sink is super important. You know, so you don't want to put those things off. And and like Bridget said, you just want to call John or myself. I have a couple of new staff members coming in. We want them to be trained person in charge training and you know we'll see we'll just get you moving we do this for other facilities you're not you're not the only one in town that might need a little bump and a little help okay but I appreciate you coming tonight thank you very much yeah I appreciate we still have the Mojin Solutions still has that I believe the person in charge training um, otherwise, I'll find you something else. I have one too. Yeah. There's a ton of resources. Oh, yeah, yeah, there are a ton there's, of there's resources. There's a lot out there, so we can make sure that we make them more accessible on the town website. But even just like little posters, one pages, the FDA has a lot of resources for oral culture, yeah. different languages. You know, there's a lot of information out there. The challenge is that when he's doing an inspection or the consultant is there, you get 800 pieces of paper, right? What are you going to do with it? 
So we'd rather kind of piecemeal it out with you, but let the office know and we'll help you. Um, sure. So we want you to be successful. We want it to make sense. Tim and Jeff as well. Um, so, I'm not sure if I mentioned this to you a while ago. Um, I assisted, and Alicia, we assisted the police um, detectives on a situation. What's the name of that place now? I can't remember. It was a reflexology business where we discovered that um, three people were living there as well as running the business. Um, and they that business closed up. Um, and then we were asked to do join another investigation at Red Rose Reflexology over in Crossing Plaza um, where one individual female was living there and providing services, reflexology services. Um, and so after that, and knowing that there are a few more in town, um, I started looking at local regulations for this because it's really kind of hard for me to enforce the state sanitary code in a commercial business. So zoning can get involved, but I prefer to have that authority. And so I came across a really good regulation in Needham um, that I would like to um, send to the board, have you look it over, hold a public meeting if you all agree that this is, this is a good regulation, um, and hopefully get your vote to implement it because moving forward, as I'm asked by the detectives to go to these facilities, I want to have the enforcement authority on paper. I want this regulation that says, and we want to be able to permit them as well. So that, that's my end, right? You've got to get permitted. You have to fill out this application. And lo and behold, you're not. So this morning, so we closed up re the reflexology Red Rose last week? On Tuesday. Tuesday. And this morning at 8 o'clock, we had a, a couple already in that want, they want to rent. So this involves human trafficking as well. Um, and so we want to keep the women safe that are in these businesses as well. Um, and you know, so anyways, I, I just wanted the board's support that I can go move forward and write these right. Well, I'm not actually writing them. I'm, I'm just grabbing it from Needham and putting it on our letterhead. So you're pulling a model regulation from Needham. Yeah. Going to share it to the board. Yeah. The board will review. You'll mm -hmm. review and make edits as necessary. Certainly. By the one of the detectives, and he was thrilled um, that there would be a, a possible regulation for this. Anyone else other than Needham, or just Needham? I couldn't find it. I just found Needham. But I know City Marlboro was working on one because they had quite the problem. And I was telling um, Bridget that this was actually the Board of Health voted this 
uh, regulation in 2016. So they were kind of they ahead. needed more out. Yeah, yeah. So they were kind of ahead of the, the curve. Um, it's it's you know this place in particular. You called me an appointment. The door is locked. You wait for her to open up the door. You walk in. There's a sofa, love seats, um, big screen TV on the wall, bedroom, kitchen, makeshift kitchen and bathroom. I mean, right down to a little washer in the shower stall, and then one room where body works gets done, whatever that is. It's multiple. It's like there's about 25 definitions for body works and reflexology. So anyways, I don't know uh, if the board agrees or not, and I can move forward with this. I think it's a great idea. Oh, okay, thanks. Yes, absolutely. Yes, uh, I my recommendation, too, would also to um, continue to engage with feedback from the police department, if this is something that they're familiar with, if there's any, um, not that they're, Necessary, but if it's a situation that they're familiar with, provide you with more information or context or understanding of where the problems lie um, in ways that the board can address it. Um, you know, the more information you have, the more information the board will have when it comes time to review the regulations. Yeah, well, I, I sent the, oh, I didn't send it to, one of the detectives looked it up himself and he loved it. But are you saying, like, how is this happening, like, coming to us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just because not that the board necessarily would be in a position to, this is just my opinion, not that the board would necessarily have, be in a position to um, adopt regulations that would prevent these types of situations as much as um, establish authority to address these situations. Yeah. But from a public health perspective, if there's ways for us to be aware of how these situations are created, maybe there's other mechanisms for us to educate ourselves on January we could have, have it a posted, we yeah. could have it posted 
because I know they were investigating another place. Okay. So I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Expedite cool. as much as thank you. Can. That we can. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Since someone stole the administrative assistant. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> no, I'm very happy for Melissa. It's where she wanted to be. Um, so Melissa is at the town clerk's office now as uh, the clerk's administrator, assistant administrator. And so um, we have a job description prepared and we are posting it internally um, right now. And we'll see what comes of it. And then if nothing comes of that, we'll do external. So in the meantime, I'm doing the minutes. <laughs> Fun times had by all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, right to John. Hi, uh, good evening. So um, I have my monthly report. I do have a couple of additions since I submitted it uh, that happened in the last week. So for housing, I did three housing code inspections, two re-inspections. Uh, done an additional nuisance complaint since I submitted the report. Um, the report would say that there's one food inspection. There are, are now four. Um, the curry house today was actually two re-inspections at the same time. Um, I've done uh, two food complaint inspections and one complaint re-inspection. Uh, had four miscellaneous uh, inspections or meetings. Uh, there was a FDA grant meeting, um, a meeting with the food establishment uh, and their consultant to discuss their progress, um, a meeting about vouchers, I mean, uh, an inspection for vouchers, and one attempted re food reinspection. John, hold on. Do you guys know what the inspection for vouchers means? No, John, can you? Can you I, yeah. yeah, but can you just make sure the board knows? Sure, things? yeah, sorry. I, no, you're I, good. A little casual with that. So, um, a lot of times people will use a Section 8 voucher for housing. Um, it's typically administered by a housing authority in another community, um, but it could be in this community. And those units, um, they usually ask for an inspection, like a, a, a life safety inspection, prior to the tenant, tenants moving in. So we go into an unoccupied unit and just make sure that it's in livable condition. Uh, we, we typically do it as, um, you know, a courtesy for the housing authorities. Okay. Uh, so sorry. Yeah, no, I just want, no, you, no, I just want to make sure. Um, and then, um, so we had uh, the MHOA conference last week. So I was there for three days. Um, and then there was, while I was at the conference, I had a meeting with uh, relevant technologies who do the Food Code Pro and Housing Code Pro that we use uh, for inspections. And so we went over um, a better use of Housing Code Pro software in my meeting. Are they going to upgrade their software to meet the new? I was just going to say that. Sorry. <laughs> so in, when is it, when is it to April? Yeah. April, I so think they're shooting for the 23rd. So in April, the Housing Code in Massachusetts is going to change for the first time since forever. So they're going to update all their software to meet all those changes. Would make sense. It's false. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a ton of work. Is it actually going to happen? As of this time, yes, yes. They've already had trainings for it, so it really is going to happen this time. People wow. have been waiting since 1907. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's been almost a time. <laughs> yeah. They had computers back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, literally. <laughs> cool. um, John, I actually have a 
That'd be great. Thank you. Because there's a lot. Of, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. There's a lot of information that he has, and you can even associate it with a region. So if you were part of a, what do we call it? Public health alliance. Uh huh. If you're part of an alliance, the three, you could put pool all your money together and do outreach and communication for those communities, or you could do standalone. And it's part of the opioid settlement for the next 15 years. Every community is getting X amount. So he, he has some really good programming um, in place, and he was a former health director, so he's very passionate about that piece. But I promised I'd bring it to you, and I didn't. Thank so. you. I just didn't know if you had happened to see it, because it's yeah, pretty interesting. Cool. That's good. Right. Anybody have any questions for John? No, thanks so much, John. No, thanks, sir, John. And um, for the record, the best town in the Alliance is? <laughs> I was told it was Franklin. Thank you. That's <laughs> <laughs> the answer. Franklin's still low risk for Tripoli and 
call Health Fair, which was wonderful. I helped um, helped out at that, but I'm gonna let Cassia talk about it because that was her baby. Um, I did my CPR recertification training this month and also attended the MEMA emergency management meeting um, on the 26th. And I still continue doing weekly home visits for people, mainly with medication management. Excellent, thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Thank it's you. so nice to have thank an you. internal health department nurse if you've not had that. So yeah. having all of your, and not, not all be COVID related, now that you're maybe definitely really in the past several months. Everything. Yeah. It could be a lot, it's good though. Does anyone have any questions before we move on? No, thank you. Thank you so much again, excellent. I just want to add, though, at, at our clinics, we uh, give away um, the testing kits, too. Excellent. Yes, we are still. We yeah. still have them if anyone needs them. Yeah. We're getting low. We are. We're down to, like, I think, 15 bucks. I think like 10 now. Uh, there. <laughs> well, at least they're getting out and about in the community where they're yeah. needed. And yeah. We had over excellent. 30, at least. Yeah. We've, we've done a... That's great. We've pushed a lot. Yeah. Thank you for that clarification, Kathy. All right. I'm still updating the Franklin Norfolk Rentham dashboards weekly. Um, so in the month of October, I redid the numbers today. Um, there's 102 confirmed COVID-19 positive cases. 80% um, of Franklin residents are fully vaccinated. 52% have their first booster and 60% um, have their second booster shot. There are zero COVID-19 related deaths in the month of October. And confirmed cases of COVID-19 have decreased 40% to 
and I'm sorry if I distracted anybody, but I, I didn't get this health department website up yet. And Bridget, I don't know if you've seen this. I think Tim and Jeff saw it last time, but this mm -hmm. is what, mm -hmm. um, did you see it? Yeah. Oh, you did? Well, I yeah. Oh, okay, all right, great. And then I showed you what she was gonna be working on in, in Framingham, what the, taking the Framingham model and working. No, what are we, what are we it, borrowing from Framingham? It's really yeah. cool. So is it on their health department website? Um, Oh, yeah. I forget how to get there because I bookmarked just the website. Mm. Um, so why don't you tell them then? Yeah, um. so what it's going to potentially be, we're still in the beginning stages of it, um, is looking at different percentages of different, like, chronic diseases, like asthma, heart disease, all that, um, of specific neighborhoods in Franklin and Franklin as a whole. So we have that other preventative measure, such as, Screenings and things like that, mm -hmm. just a lot of percentages. So it'd be helpful for the community to see what they're in, and also helpful for us um, to look at, you know, start targeting interventions. Yeah, interventions based on what you have. Yeah, resources and areas. So we're looking into putting graphs in an interactive map uh, where you can see the specific areas and the percentages within that too. Oh. Possibly maybe some graphs on the side. We're still testing it all out. Oh, see no. what looks the best. <laughs> So yeah, that's awesome. That'll be exciting. I think the more information you have that is digestible and makes sense, and there's just too much, but if you're doing the graphs and you're making it bite-sized, I think that makes sense. Yeah. And people want to know what's going on in the community, right? Exactly. And then as you pull out all that data, you guys can create more intervention strategies, right? And education and outreach based on that. So yeah. next year's fair might be 30 dollars plus asthma, allergens, things like that, really based on what we're seeing in the community. I think it's great. Yep. <laughs> that way you won't have some calls after Thanksgiving. Come on. Do you I have any 
legally we're talking Thanksgiving. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Exciting. So that is all of the official, official uh, agenda business. Do you have any new business, sir? No new business, but I do want to put on the record what you are underplaying the success of the health <laughs> It was, so it was, it was a remarkable, remarkable feat in for when we are all getting our bearings on how our department is going to function in the in post-COVID, I won't say post-COVID, but in a COVID-19 world, um, it was excellent. The, the response from the community um, after the fact was resounding. And my children want to go back to the library.
producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tin Type Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.